Welcome to the Black Sparrow Media Internet Broadcast Network. You are listening to Linux in the Hampshire. LHS is a podcast about Linux, open source, and amateur radio for everyone. Now here are your hosts, Russ, K5TUX, Cheryl, W5MOO, and Bill, NE4RD. Well, hello everybody and welcome to episode number 353 of Linux in the Hamshack, the most terrific amateur radio podcast on the internet, and this is our Weekender edition, the 51st edition of the Weekender. This is where we dive into ham radio contests, ham radio special events, upcoming open source events, things to do and try and see in the world of amateur radio and open source, and then we dive headlong into hedonism, where we talk about music sometimes and food all the time and alcohol twice over. So strap in because it's going to be fun and we'll have a lot to talk about and a lot coming up because it's field day coming up soon, real, real soon. Actually, if you're listening to this, when the show comes out, you might be in the middle of it. <laughs> so anyway, let's get started. I am Russ, K5TUX. I'm Cheryl, W5MOO. And I'm Bill, NE4RD. And when we start up the Weekender edition... This will hopefully tide you over for the next 14 days or so until we put out the next one. We let you in on some of the upcoming contests in amateur radio that are coming out, and Bill's going to tell us about some of those, uh, particularly one notable one. Yeah, this weekend's contest is ARRL Field Day. Of course, it's the only contest. Everything else, just just throw it on the side you don't need to do that so because why this is all bands all modes except for of course 12 17 30 and 60 um yeah so field day of course runs from 1800 zulu june 27th to 2100 zulu uh, june 28th like i said it's all bands except for the normal work bands and 60 uh all modes so any mode and uh you get extra points for satellites <laughs> well i think there's like limited amount of points you can get from satellite context but they get you more points um Check out the rules. And uh, as we mentioned on our last program, they do have the, uh, they do have the new provisions in place for uh, class D stations, which they may work other field day stations, including other class D stations for points this time. So that's class D is the one that you work at home with your commercial power. So, um, so you can get points now working other stations working from home with uh, AC power. And uh, also there's the aggregate club score that will be published, uh, which will be based on the individual entry, uh, entries uh, that indicate a specific club. So in your logging program or in your Cabrillo file, when you export it out, if you haven't typed it in your application, uh, there is a spot for the club. So make sure that that spot is filled in properly with the way you actually spell your club. <laughs> so if it's the somebody club, make sure it says the somebody club because somebody club will probably be a different club than the somebody club. So ensure that you have the right name and that everybody is sending in their log with the exact same club name. Uh, should you have any kind of confusion and stuff like that? Um, I'm sure they won't fix uh, uh, anything. 
<laughs> that's abbreviated where somebody might be verbose in it. So make sure you talk with uh, amongst your club members and get that all in. Uh, link to uh, the field day information, of course, is in the show notes, but you know where to find it anyway. You've been doing field day forever, even if you just started. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there are no state QSO party challenges this weekend, uh, obviously, because field day is going on. Uh, so let's talk about next weekend. Next weekend, we have the Marconi Memorial HF contest. It runs from 1400 Zulu July 4th to 1400 Zulu July 5th. It's 160 through 10 minus the normal ones. And the mode there is CW. The Marconi Memorial contest HF commemorates the second century of radio and its father. <laughs> Guillermo. Yeah, Guillermo, Guillermo, yeah, Guillermo or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah. William, William Marconi. Googly, and, googly. <laughs> googly, yeah. googly, 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 yeah, okay. Googly, Elmo. There you go. Uh, Marconi. It's a worldwide competition. Everybody can work everybody. Only CW though. Be on the lookout for CQMMC on the bands. Uh, also we have the, uh, DLDX Riddy contest. So if you, uh, didn't get enough warble uh, this weekend at field day. You can do your warble next weekend. And that runs from 1100 Zulu July 4th to 1059 Zulu uh, July 5th. Bands there are 80 through 10 minus the normal ones. And the mode there is Riddy. It's sponsored and organized by the DLDX Riddy Contest Group. Multipliers are each DXCC country on each band, including the first contact with Australia, Canada, Japan, and USA. Additionally, each call area in VK, VE, JA, and W will count as one multiplier on each band. So that means you can work, you know, W1s, W2s, so on and so forth. And there are no state QSO party challenges next weekend either, but you should probably be all wore out from all that uh, dit, 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 and warble, warble. <laughs> and field day. And field day, yes, yeah. absolutely. All right. So moving on from the contests and field day. We also have special event stations that are operating over the next couple of weeks. The first one is the Brickyard 400. This is one of the races that is commemorated by W9IMS. This station will be operating June 29th at 0400 Zulu through July 5th at 0400 Zulu. Frequencies on are about 3.84, They'll be operating 14652 FM and other modes possibly. They'll be doing some FT8, single sideband, FM, of course. I don't see anything indicating they'll be doing CW work, so they probably won't. And this is a collection of amateur radio operators who love the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, which is what IMS stands for. We celebrate the races run there by running the W9 IMS Special Event Station. That way, other amateur radio operators around the world can contact us and get their own little piece of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway through a custom QSL card designed for each race, and a certificate if they work us for all the races in one year. <clears throat> I have a W9 IMS QSL card. Ooh. <laughs> I don't think it was for Brickyard. I think it was Daytona. But uh. <clears throat> uh, Also coming up, we have the Mount Rushmore Independence Day celebration. This will be operating from July 3rd through July 5th, 1800 Zulu to 2359 Zulu daily. Call sign for this is Whiskey Zero India. Frequencies will be on or about 704, 7268, 1404, and 14238. Modes CW, FT8, PSK31, and single sideband. Whiskey Zero India will be active for the Independence Day celebration at Mount Rushmore in South Dakota. Some digital operation is possible using FT8 and PSK31. QSL card will be available, of course. Link in the show notes. And also coming up, we have the Colonial Williamsburg special event. 
This will be operating on July 4th from 1400 to 2000 Zulu. Call sign Kilo 4 Romeo Charlie. Frequencies are about 7265 and 14265. Mode single sideband. Uh, in July on the Saturday closest to the 4th, which happens to be the 4th, we operate from one of the buildings in Colonial Williamsburg to celebrate our nation's birthday. The capital of Virginia was moved from Jamestown to Middle Plantation and renamed Williamsburg in 1699, where it remained until Governor Thomas Jefferson moved it to Richmond to escape the British during the Revolution. The link, of course, will be in the show notes. So, there you go. Several of the special event stations that are listed in the AARRL contest calendar are canceled. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> I had to find a Imagine few. Imagine that, right? <laughs> yeah. These, these so far that I've listed have not been mentioned as being canceled as of now. So hopefully they still go on. Uh, W9IMS made specific indication that they will definitely be operating just under special circumstances. So, <clears throat> so now moving on to announcements, we have one, and that is that the recording for episode number 354, that is the next episode, will be taking place after you hear this um so i guess we'll skip that announcement about that (laughs) uh well you could just say it's going to be pre-recorded because we're recording it early due to uh time zones yeah that's true i was going to let people know that they could tune in i'll I'll make an announcement that you know on twitter and facebook and such about when it's going to be airing live so you can tune in if you want to it'll be during the day on thursday the 24th Yeah, which, of course, if you're listening to this after the live recording is after it happened, and then on the 29th, we will be airing the pre-recorded show during our normal time slot. So you'll hear it one way or the other. This may not be live. And I'm watching Cheryl fight a dog. (laughs) Get out of my chair. (laughs) Move it, doggy. (laughs) Move, yeah. Get your butt up. All right, so moving on from announcements, we have the Linux and the Hamshack Ham Radio Challenge, and of course, it's Field Day weekend, so I said gear up for Field Day. Rules have changed, allow allowing for home-to-home station contacts and also to aggregate your contacts with your own call sign with the club's contacts, as we already discussed, for additional scoring. Should be an interesting year for the biggest contest of them all, or exercise, or whatever you want to call it. So. <laughs> So, anyway, there you go. Lots of amateur radio stuff to get involved with over the next couple of weeks. It's going to be very, very busy on the air. Hopefully, the sunspots will help out. And, of course, as everybody knows with Field Day, all the bands are open all the time when it's Field Day, no matter what the conditions are. So, there you go. Absolutely. And six meters will be awesome. <laughs> so. I may have a, I may have a way to get a six meter in the air by then. Uh, I keep hearing that. Uh, well, let's, we're not going to talk we'll about see. it, but <laughs> let's just say it could happen. Sweet. All right. So moving on, we've got this weekend in open source or this, these two weekends in open source and Bill's going to tell us about a distribution you might want to give a shake. Yeah, you might. I, I don't know. I just saw it and I thought, nah, this looks interesting. But then I saw it was based on Gen 2. Anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this is Calculate Linux. Uh, just had a release of 20.6. Uh, Calculate is a fast and functional user-friendly Linux distribution based on Gen 2 and still backward compatible with it. It maintains an optimal balance between state-of-the-art and stability, providing the latest versions of applications and stable versions of libraries. As Calculate Linux is a rolling release distribution, you install the system once and update it throughout the life of your hardware. 
Uh, versions are available for desktop, server, and cloud installations. Pre-configured uh, desktop editions include Cinnamon KDE LXQT or LXQt, uh, Mate, and XFCE. Notably missing is GNOME. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Interesting. Uh, anyway, some of the main changes for this release are: by default, ZRAM is used instead of a physical swap partition. Uh, ZSTD compression for the kernel, the modules, and a NetRAM RF. Or at uh, NetRAM FS. Sorry. <laughs> uh, kernel modules installed as packages come as ZS, uh, Z standard uh, archives too. Uh, Pulse audio is used by default, but you can choose also if you like. Uh, Chromium comes with pre-configured uBlock Origin plugin. Okay, that's interesting. I use uBlock uh, Origin, but it's I getting use- more annoying by the day. I think I'm going to just disable it. <laughs> yeah, I got rid of that for uh, DuckDuckGo's plugin. Ah, uh, much better. And I like it a lot better. Yeah. I've, had, I've been using DuckDuckGo on all my all my uh, computers for eBlock Origin is is I'm very. You're aggr- not using DuckDuckGo. No, 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 I hate the I hate their search engine. But, but yeah, the search engine kind of is crappy. <laughs> but eBlock Origin is very aggressive about what it blocks. So yeah, I've I've found less compatibility issues with this. And it seems to be just as effective. So anyway, uh, yeah. So this has uh, let's see. Uh, Deluge was replaced with Cube BitTorrent. Uh, when you close your laptop cover, the default action is suspend now. Better you, Wi-Fi you, support. You miss pass you man. Piss man. <laughs> you, you piss man. Piss no, man. I wasn't going to read that anyways. Let's oh, okay, it's fine. <laughs> I just but, normally but we I couldn't put make fun of it then now. So oh, sorry. Okay, <laughs> that's okay. The, <laughs> <laughs> okay, the past man and freedom marks can Piss also man? be used. <laughs> Move <Piss> on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, better handling of orphan dependencies removal uh, for multi-boot live USBs. Uh, the preferred image will always be the one at the end of the list. Okay, whatever. Uh, that's a UX decision, I guess. Shouldn't uh, that be at the top? Yeah, it depends. <laughs> it's a UX decision. Uh, <laughs> totally separate department controls that, so we don't uh, we don't we don't have to make that decision from the uh, system engineering side. Um, different versions are available for six uh, binary kernels, including those with the Futex weight multiple patch uh, for f- smoother running of Steam. So hey, this must be used for gaming. Oh yeah, gaming man. Uh, Ccash is pre-configured. <laughs> to be used by emerge as oh god i'm gonna have like trigger alert emerge emerge oh my god (laughs) emerge Emerge build just don't break please as well as a cl kernel (laughs) yeah so uh yeah you can find out the links to the release announcement announcement and uh the the website or the the distribution uh on in in the show notes so there you go. So check out uh, Calculate Linux 20.6. If you're feeling brave. Yes. <laughs> but it doesn't come installed with brave. Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Make note. But it does come installed with piss man. Or no, pass man. Pa- pass, pass man. Piss, pa- piss oh, yeah. man. Yeah. Pa- whatever. And, and, and Deutschmarks. Something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and U-Block Origin, which will probably immediately turn off. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So Cheryl, do you want to do the uh, open source events? Sure. I think you can handle that. Maybe. Uh, I tried to make it readable. As you're saying, has Bill had his hand no, in No, Bill has anywhere? not touched okay. these. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I will handle these then. So, for open source events, the first one is the Linux Security Summit. It is July 1st and 2nd, 2020, everywhere, online, virtual, etc. Uh, the Linux Security Summit, LSS, is a technical forum in collaboration between Linux developers, researchers, and end users. 
The primary aim is to foster community efforts in analyzing and solving Linux security challenges. While we're still working out specific details on the LSS programming for each day, we want you to, want to let you know that our event platform will not only allow you to view talks, but also engage in discussion with speakers and other attendees in sessions and topic-based discussion rooms and one-on-one. The next one is the Zen Developer Summit. It's July 6th through the 9th. Again, everywhere, online, virtual. Uh, the Zen Project Developer and Design Summit brings together the Zen Project's community of developers and power users for the annual developer conference. The conference is about sharing ideas and the latest developments, sharing experience, planning, collaboration, and above all, to have fun and to meet the community that defines the Zen Project. As we shift from physical to virtual, you'll have the ability to collaborate with the Zen community, to share best practices and innovate together, attend presentations with live Q&A, attend our design sessions, and much more. DrupalCon 2020 is July 14th. Okay, don't do that. <laughs> Dr- DrupalCon. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, we are going to have so much hate mail. But... <laughs> All right, sorry. It's okay. DrupalCon okay. 2020. There you go. So you can take, you can cut out what I said. <laughs> okay, start again. <laughs> I said uh, DrupalCon yeah. 2020. Okay. July 14th through the 17th. Again, it's an online virtual conference. Our event organizers and volunteers are making hard to, are working hard, excuse me, to bring you a virtual version of the DrupalCon experience you know and love. It's a mission-centric program of the Drupal Association designed to bring people together to share thought leadership around open source and ambiguous, ambitious, excuse me. <laughs> ambiguous, ambiguous probably too. Well, but well, probably yeah. <laughs> Either fits. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Digital experiences provide professional development opportunities to enhance your career and your organization and invigorate Drupal project momentum. With all the uncertainty in the world, you can be certain that we are working hard to provide an outstanding DrupalCon experience, complete with new innovations made possible by this virtual format. Be part of the excitement. It's not just another webinar, but an interactive experience uh, offering the opportunity to make connections that will fuel you and project well after the, and your project well after the event. Right. <laughs> and of course, all this information is in show notes. So. Well, links will be in the show notes yeah. for sure. Yes. So I, I didn't actually know that Drupal was still around, but okay, they still have a conference. Um, I gave up on Drupal a long time ago because WordPress. Drupal, because I got away from PHP. Yeah. <laughs> well, whatever. But to be fair, Drupal Drupal is a lot more powerful than WordPress, but oh, yeah. it is what it is. All right. So speaking of Zen and the Zen conference that's coming up, I put in the Linux and the Hamshack open source challenge since we've been talking a little bit recently about virtualization and containerization and things like that. I said, explore the Zen project and virtualization platform and learn about its uses for productivity, cloud infrastructure, and infrastructure as a service. I-A-A-S. It's one of those A-A-S things. So if you want to learn a new thing that's not really a new thing because Zen's been around quite a while, uh, check out Zen uh, while you're getting ready for field day or vice versa or something. So with that, we have come down to the end of the technical stuff. Now we're going to get into the juicy fun bits. And uh, speaking of juicy fun bits, Cheryl is going to tell us about a, is this like really Mexican or is this like Americanized Mexican? Do you know what a churro is? I don't know. It sounds Mexican. It's a dessert. (laughs) So what do you mean? You can Americanize a dessert. 
I mean, I think, you, I think my question is valid. Pretty sure we've, I, in fact, I know I've, I've had churros before. I've given you a taste and you're like, nah, those are those no. things that's like the star shaped things that have like the honey and stuff. Kind of. It's cinnamon and sugar. Yeah. It's, it's, not- it's kind of like the little thingies you get at Taco Bell. Kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. But they're like, it's like a long star yeah, it's like shaped a long thing. Tube. Costco used to sell them before, uh, you know, uh, before COVID. <laughs> <laughs> they used to sell pizza, which Bill loved, but now Bill can't get it because of Bill COVID. They do, they do sell pizza now. They oh, they sell, they, pizza. They sell yeah. pizza. Okay. Got yeah, they you- kept pizza throughout the whole thing. I thought oh. you liked the hot dog, like, soda thing deal. That. who me yeah you did you not do that well i don't time? mind it yeah oh, oh yeah. i thought, I thought like, bill's what? thing was the pizza so uh, uh, pizza slice yeah. and, and so you know i liked it when they had the the chili i, I don't know if you, you guys had the chili but like we had the we, we're gonna we just we just got our costco membership like oh right before covid started that and we've ah. not been back it turns out to be fortuitous however because by the by later this year or early next year we will actually have a costco <laughs> Yeah, they're actually building one <laughs> in Springfield. Just in time for that <laughs> yeah. membership to expire. And exactly. Yeah, because yeah, our first membership... purchase at Costco will be 100 bucks extra. <laughs> yeah. No, we, we've already bought stuff at Costco. We, we went to Kansas City. But there will be one here, so that's nice. In yeah. Springfield? Yeah, yep. 45 minutes away. Nice. Yeah. Nice. yeah. Yeah, they, they announced on the news last week that they were they were building one, and it should be open I gathered around Christmas. All right. So. Enough about Costco. Let's talk about churros. Churros. Yeah. So, yeah. So, anyway, uh, in the description for this, I put, I'm not a huge fan, or I'm a huge fan. Of, yeah, I'm not a huge fan. <laughs> I Can hate you, cinnamon. I hate sugar. I hate I don't know cinnamon. Why I hate sugar. I don't I, know. I hate life. Yeah. Why am I doing this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not butter either. Yeah, I don't like butter. Yeah, no, I don't like butter either. Yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely don't, you know, like channel Paula Deen when I'm cooking or anything. So, anyway, I love cinnamon. I love sugar. I love churros. And anytime I we go to a fair, which is not very often, I I'm always on the hunt for a churro stand. So anyway, um, I found this recipe. It's a quick and easy recipe. It's not it's not a true churro. I will admit that. Okay, so I was that's what I was asking. No, a, a true churro requires you piping dough into a deep fryer all right i got you right but i wasn't you, i wasn't you, making it sound like i think this thing's a burrito i was asking <laughs> if it's a really mexican food no. yeah Chur- churros are actually mexican mm, yeah churro burrito oh man you just uh, made something completely awesome yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. sign me up <laughs> deep fried churro burrito <laughs> like a chimichanga a churro chim- burrito yeah, yeah oh a, my god a churro a churro chimichanga there you go <laughs> Double fried. <laughs> so what? So what's your wife gonna say when you bring home a food truck? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> She's gonna be like, "So what are we having for dinner tonight? I don't know. Let's go out and see what the food trucks got. What? <laughs> not, not deep fryer. Yeah. Not that he's gonna bring home a food truck to have food at house. He's gonna bring home a food truck so he can sell these new deep fried. Churro, 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 Jimmy churros, trademarked. Yeah, Jimmy churros. Yeah, churros. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Jimmy churros are mine. Nobody else can make them. Well, you know, you can like stuff them with apple. Somebody's and... googling Jimmy churro right now. Yeah, I exactly. Can tell yeah. <laughs> far, I've already registered the domain name. You guys are All too right, late. No, too late, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Bill is on it. Yeah. Uh, 
So anyway, back to my recipe. Jeez, talk about, you know, 97 times removed at this point. Um, <laughs> the recipe is, of course, a knockoff. Not, not like a true churro, but a decent, you know, a decent, uh, trade off. Um, you need some melted butter, some sugar, some cinnamon, and some refrigerated biscuits, canned refrigerated biscuits. Um, you know, coat a baking sheet with cooking spray, combine your sugar and cinnamon together. Uh, set that aside. Roll each biscuit into a nine inches long rope. Dip in melted butter, coat with the cinnamon and sugar, twist several times. Place it on a baking sheet. Bake until golden. And that's your uh, weird churro. <laughs> Every rope thing. should be 222 centimeters exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes, exactly. So how are they? Are they good? They're good. Oh. I, I actually, and I'm actually, um, Bill knows that I saw Pamper Chef as does Russ. I'm actually participating in a, a challenge this coming weekend. And this is a recipe that I'm actually doing for the challenge for my rest for my paper chef team. So now we all were, you gotta do is turn it into a chimichurro and you're all set. Exactly. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, set it over the top. That is like the mind will be like, boom, explode. Yeah, explode. And then Bill will sue you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. We were, we were actually told to pick, we've got, it's going for three days. One day we're doing state fair foods. One day we're doing, um, foods from states and like my state was maine i'm gonna do lobster rolls uh which my director was a little upset about she's like people can't get those buns across the united states it's like i'll give them some options because of course lobster rolls are served on new england style frankfurter buns that russ and i buy every time we go to maine or to new hampshire to visit his parents so yeah, that's that, that, and they're only available in the New England states. So apparently, they're available in the Upper Midwest as as well. I found out, like uh, Minnesota, Wisconsin, places like that, hmm. and Michigan. Apparently, they're available there as well. Interesting. Yeah. So. So, but mostly New England, and apparently the the Upper Midwest. So, so does that mean I don't have to send an empty suitcase with you the next time you fly to see your parents? We we go to we go to Michigan about as often as we go to New Hampshire. So So I, mean, I still need to send the empty suitcase yeah, for to bring buns home in. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I'm sure the airport looks at Russ when he's checking his lung- luggage because there's always a suitcase inside a suitcase. <laughs> As he's nice. leaving, because one suitcase comes home full of buns. Full of hot dog buns. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's got to look weird, I'm sure. <laughs> they're probably like, did is they forget this, to take the suitcase out of the Is this suitcase? the new way they're packaging C4? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah. So, um, so one day I'm doing lobster rolls, and one day I'm doing the churros, and then one day I'm doing um, hand apple hand pies. So that because since mm, Russ gets to eat all this pie. stuff, yeah. So. Stop. <laughs> what? I didn't do anything. No, I just said I, hand pie. I'm making pies for you. Oh, thank apple you. pies for you. I love apple pies. I know, <laughs> and they're gonna be little hand sized pies. Cool. So, so you'll stop buying those nasty things from the convenience store. Oh, those convenience store, those Hostess convenience store pies are so good, though. No, no, they're not. They're yes, really yes, not. yes. No, no. <laughs> So gross. Until you turn over and see how many calories are in there, like, oh my god, how did they get in that? How did they put that many calories in this little box? Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's... a thousand calories in a box. So, mm. yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. So, moving on, we'll hit my drink corner for tonight, and we will talk about this bottle that I bought about 
three weeks ago and just opened right before the show. So uh, to be a little bit different, this is Yellow Spot, a 12-year-old single pot distilled Irish whiskey, just to be different. And according to Spot Whiskey, that's the name of the company, Spot Whiskey. That's why it's called Yellow Spot. Do they have dogs as their mascot? <laughs> I don't know. They're, yellow Snow. Their general yeah, offering exactly. is Green Spot, so hopefully that dog is... Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Hopefully he's not uh, too bad off. <laughs> of course, their premier, their premier whiskey is Red Spot, so that's a real problem. So. <laughs> yeah, spotting is not good normally. Yeah, spotting's not good. <laughs> Go yeah. to your gynecologist as soon as that occurs. <laughs> <laughs> but tonight we're going to talk about yellow spot which is their middle their middle offering uh, according to them rather than being simply a finished whiskey yellow spot is special in that it contains whiskey that has been matured for a full 12 year period in three oak cask types american bourbon barrels spanish sherry butts and uniquely spanish malaga casks the Malaga cask brings an exotic sweet note to the whiskey, making it a truly delightful taste experience. Only extremely limited quantities of yellow spot have been bottled, making it a whiskey to seek out and savor as a true rarity. Okay, it's not that rare. But um, it's not the easiest thing to find, but it's not like Blanton's or any of the other like BTAC bourbons that are impossible to find. Um, actually, the store that I bought it from was trying to get rid of it because they had three bottles on the shelf that no one was buying so the shelf price on it was 110 dollars, and they sold it to me for 70 because they couldn't move it so i'm here to tell you that you should go buy it because it's actually pretty good so let's take a deeper look at yellow spot irish whiskey the mash bill on it is 100 percent barley both malted and unmalted it's bottled at 46% or 92 proof. It comes from County Cork, Ireland, which is where everything in Ireland comes from. <laughs> I don't think there's actually any other part of Ireland. Um, <laughs> hey, that's where I'm going to be going. Jeez. I know. Well, it's the only place you can go because anytime you hear anything about Ireland, it's always County Cork. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the color on it is golden honey, which is what I said. Other folks say light caramel, but I like golden honey. It's, it's on the light side for a 12-year-old, for sure. But that has to do with the climate in Ireland. Uh, the nose on it and the taste on it are, are really sort of complex. Um, Irish whiskey tends to be on the sweet side, and there's no question that this is on the sweet side. But it has lots of different flavors in it. On the nose, you get things like mown hay or mown grass. I mean, it's, it's on the drier side, so you call it hay, I guess. Uh, black pepper butterscotch, caramel, nutmeg and clove, sweet honey, and peach. You get all of that. It's really nice on the nose. All of those things are, well, not all of those things, but many of those things are sweet, and it has those spicy elements to sort of complement the sweetness, which I really like a lot. Uh, on the taste, you have lots of different things. I, I've read through lots of other people's tasting notes, and there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of, other, of things people pull out of this. But what I got is honey, coffee, actually fresh brewed coffee. It's weird. You only get that coffee note when you're like swirling it around in your mouth, not when you're just sipping it. But if you sip it and swirl it, it definitely tastes like coffee. Um, also, creamy milk chocolate, red apple, 
toasted oak, banana, citrus zest, and toffee. That's really nice. But you notice on the taste, almost all of those notes are very sweet. So be prepared for sweetness. And on the finish, all of those sort of give way to, again, more sweetness. But you get bread dough, a meringue, a dried apricot, red grape, again, honey, and then a finish of a little bit of the barley note. It's sort of all that sweetness fades away, and you can taste the underlying barley grain. So I've got to say, this is pretty good. I don't, I haven't tried a whole lot of Irish whiskeys, but this blows the freaking doors off of Jameson. <laughs> and he used to love Jameson. So. Yeah, Jameson was the first whiskey I ever tried. Oh. So, um, <clears throat> but... Have you done Tullamore? 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 Tullamore Dew? Yeah. Tullamore Dew. Yes, I have had Tullamore Dew. That one's pretty good. It is pretty good. It's nowhere near as good as this. And what was the last one you just got tealing or something? The tealing, yeah. But I also bought Green Spot. So, and I bought Red Breast as well. So I'm sort of expanding my Irish whiskey collection. Yeah, Horizons. But this is by far the best Irish whiskey that I've had. But as I said, you know, sort of off the top, that sort of comes at a premium because you can buy Jameson for basically dirt and pennies. 20 bucks. <laughs> Ish. Yeah. yeah. And this this typically runs 90 to $100 for a bottle. So, um, yeah, you're paying for it. But if you want a really, really good Irish whiskey and to blow the mind of everybody who thinks Jameson is a good Irish whiskey, this is worth buying. <laughs> so... I don't think I even had Jameson's. It's yeah. it's it's okay. It's it, yeah. It's just okay. So for the price, I I I'm glad I got it for seventy dollars because I think it's worth seventy dollars. I don't think it's worth a hundred. Um, <laughs> but that's what they're selling it for. So you know, you do you, I guess. But that being said, I'm going to give it a really high rating because I really really like it. And I think uh, whatever I. What did I? Re- oh, I did that um, the rye whiskey last time, and I gave that a ninety. Right. This is better than that. Ooh. So, so this is definitely in the low nineties somewhere. I don't want to. I've only had the one bore, so I don't want to rate it too highly until I sort of really evaluate it. But it's better than what I had last week, so I have to go slightly better on the rating. 91. So we'll go ninety-one. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> it gives a ninety point two. Yeah, don't don't do the half ratings and everything. But I mean, it's definitely a ninety one. It may be even higher than that. The more I try it, it's really good. I think it's a little overpriced, but it's a relative rarity and its age statement sort of are going to put it in that range. Uh, but if you want a really good Irish whiskey and something to try that's not your run of the mill off the shelf stuff. Definitely get some yellow spot. You can get green spot. It's not aged as long and it's not quite as good, but it's considerably cheaper and it's along the same lines. What about red spot? Red spot's stupid expensive and impossible to find. So (laughs) (laughs) you've had it though, right? I have not had it. Oh, you have not had it. Okay. Yeah. So yellow, yellow spot's at least approachable. So anyway, there you go. Yellow spot, 12 year old single pot still Irish whiskey. I want to try it so I can see if I can oh. figure out anything that you didn't. Sure. Bill can talk about Bill can talk about whatever he wants whatever to talk about. No, I don't think I have anything to talk about. I'm oh. just having some Weller, of course. So, Oh, uh, yeah, it's the Weller. Yeah, it's so hard to get off of the Weller. <laughs> <laughs> it's I, I went all to the, I, fault. I went to the liquor store 
just the other day too. And I'm like, oh, I should get something different. And then I walk out with a bottle of Weller. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you found something you like. So, you know, you can always go to it. I'll let my wife try it just straight. And she didn't like it at all. Really? Yeah. The wheat, the wheat and weeded whiskeys can, can have a strange effect on some people, you know? Yeah, I guess so. That's yeah. I did pick up, um, they were out of, um, the rum that I like the 100. Oh, the captain 100. Yeah. So I got, they had crack in there. 94. Is that any good? Yeah. That's dark rum. I like that. I like this stuff a lot. It said spice rum like, on it. I didn't think you liked it. No, the kraken is it's, they call it black rum. Black it's, oh, okay. rum. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Oh, okay. I haven't like tried it yet, but I was like, oh, I got to get a bottle of rum. I just, it's, it's not one. like the most amazing rum on the planet, but no. considering it's not very expensive, it is quite good. It was on sale, so. Yeah. yeah. If you got it for like 20 bucks or something like that. Um, yeah, it was something like that. And it's a cool bottle. Yeah, yeah. it's it's really cool. Yeah, it's like the double little handle thingy. So. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, it's it's a good rum. You'll, I mean, I am willing to bet that you'll like it better than Captain. Okay. Well, I mean, you know. <laughs> I, I my, like my favorite rum is 151, so that's. <laughs> it's a lot more flavorful than 151. It's got yeah. much more molasses-y kind of note to it, but. Yeah, well. Maybe Your boy has this black strap rum, so yeah. yeah. So cool. there you go. Well, All right. Go. Well, that means we've come to the end of the show. <laughs> but before we go, we want to mention the folks who were in the chat room with us, talking about the various things that we talked about and diving into hedonism with us. We had Tony K4XSS, Paul KE5WMA, Ted WA0EIR, Tom N4HII. Oh wait, we can do it this time. Yeah. Tom N4. Don, KC9ZMY, Jim, VE5EV, Darren, VK6EK, and Steve, K7HVT. So we want to thank everybody who is here. We hope you have a great couple of weeks. Dive into field day, operate from your house, get that score, contribute to your club, and do all the fun things. You can, you can see, because you can operate at home now, you can just be blessed out of your mind and <laughs> yeah i can't operate from home because you won't let me near your stuff say kill thank you hey is this thing on <laughs> i tell you this is 2020 is going to be the best field day ever Anybody right. out there? So, today's field day is sponsored by wellers <laughs> weller and yellow spot oh, yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> All right. So and everybody have and Bud Light and yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. probably like hams. Yeah. <laughs> hams light. Mm-mm-mm. Mm, yummy. So enjoy the next couple of weeks. We'll catch you around the fifty second weekend or when we do that in two weeks' time. In the meantime, check out the rest of our programming as it comes out. We got lots of informational and exciting and fun things in the works. And uh just try and enjoy life despite everything that's going on in the world. And with that, we'll go ahead and wrap up this episode of Linux in the Ham Shack, number 353. We'll see you all next time. This is, well, yeah. I was, I don't know where I was going with that. It's like my brain just my, literally felt my brain. Like, like, this is, my brain oh, forked so in two directions and I have no idea where I was going. But anyway, let's get the hell out of here. This is Russ, K5TUX. I'm Cheryl W5MOO. And I'm Bill, NE4RD73.
for listening to this episode of Linux in the Hamshack. LHS is a community-sponsored podcast. The live show is recorded every Monday night at 8pm Central Time, plus or minus QRL. Connect to the live stream at url.bcts.info stroke LHS live. Our website is located at lhspodcast.info. You can support the podcast by visiting the LHS Patreon page at patreon.com stroke LHS podcast or by using the contribute link on the homepage. Get in touch via social media. We have a presence on Discord, Facebook, IRC, Twitter and YouTube. Our IRC channel is hash LHS podcast on the Freenode network and the Discord invite link is url.bcts.info stroke discord. You can also drop us an email at info at lhspodcast.info or leave us a voicemail at 1-909-LHS-SHOW. That's 1-909-547-7469. Visit the online LHS merchandise store at shop.lhspodcast.info for fun and fashionable show-themed merchandise. Become an ambassador and represent LHS at a local Linux convention or handfest. Email ambassadors at lhspodcast.info for more information or visit the homepage for details. Until next time, remember to always heed your hedonism. Shack and the Linux in the Hamshack logo are released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 4.0 International License.